witching hour, and you have entered the spooky domain of Big Finish Productions. I have the head of a fly and the body of a man, and we love terrifying stories. <laughs> we interrupt the spookiness to bring you this. You're listening to the Big Finish Podcast, official launch date 30th of October 2017. Yes, it's that Halloween time of the year. The clocks are winding back all over the UK. And the Big Finish news has come early in this earth-shattering format. Shake-up of the Big Finish podcast. And the news is that Big Finish Day is back. Big Finish Day 2018. Woo, woo, woo. Uh, no real details or tickets are available currently. No real tickets, just pretend ones. Um, Monopoly tickets. <laughs> but it's happening on Saturday the 3rd of November 2018 in Derby at The Quad, which is a superb arts venue. Have you ever been there? I've not. I've been to Derby, but I've not been to The Quad. It's really good. I went there for a Hooverville uh, convention and I thought this is the perfect convention venue. It's brilliant, brilliant. And we have Steve Hatcher and the Hoovers to thank for it. So thanks, Steve. Cheers, Steve. I think that's one of the things a lot of people have been asking for Big Finish Day. It's brilliant that we can deliver it, quite frankly. So, yeah, looking forward to that Steve said to me, we'll do it if you like. (laughs) He thought, yes, yes, I I would would do it. it. So we will keep you posted with the details as and when they become available. But rest assured that Nick and I will be there along with great guests, a lorry load of CDs and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. I I say you'll be there. I mean, do you reckon you'll be free on the 3rd of November next year? Oh, I don't know. I might be washing my hair that day. (laughs) I expect so. I I plan plan as, as... as the weeks go, I say, right, I don't even know what I'm doing next week, let alone oh, no, next well, year. Put it in your diary. That's what I'm saying. That's a good idea. Good <clears> idea. In the meantime, if you can't wait until November, folks, uh, we'll all be in the glamorous Aurora Hotel Gatwick in Crawley, just down the road from Gatwick Airport, or Gatport Airwick, as we used to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the weekend of the 28th and 29th of April 2018, for the Doctor Who appreciates society's convention the capital three and if you like hands or woodwork they have some strange chairs there in the shape of hands <laughs> they do <laughs> it is the most strange thing you will ever experience yes, you, your bottom can be cupped by a huge hat <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, we, we did have great fun at Capital this year. It was great fun. Great fun. Uh, and so why not, why not come and join us next year? That's right. You can join us there. So you can find details at dwasonline.co.uk slash the capital. I will say that again. So it's D-W-A-S for Doctor Who Appreciation Society. So dwasonline.co.uk forward slash the capital. And before we go to the rest of the headlines, just a reminder that all your favourite features will be coming up in this podcast. That's right, Nick. After the news, we go to day four in My Big Finished Life. The allegedly fascinating day-to-day record of what Nick got up to one week in his recent 
Big Finish Life. Yes, it's literally moderately interesting. Uh, following that, listeners' emails. Then it'll be time for our guest star interview. This edition, Scott Hancock talks to Gareth David Lloyd, Yanto Jones himself, from that there wonderful Torchwood. And then we'll thrill you with the Randomoid Selectatron, the latest releases roundup, and a 15-minute drama tease of the upcoming 10th Doctor and Rose Rhodes upcoming 10th <laughs> Doctor in the Roads uh, where he drives down a motorway um, the upcoming 10th Doctor and Rose adventure Cold Vengeance yes but next up in the news coming soon Gallifrey Time War Lala Ward, Louise Jameson, and Sophie Aldred are joined by Derek Jacobi in The Depths of the Time War for this new chapter of the ever-popular Gallifrey series. Yes, hot on the heels of the Eighth Doctor, the Time War series one, starring uh, Paul McGann, you know, and Raki Thakra, and we go straight to the front lines of the Time War. Gallifrey, Time War is out in February 2018. Its four new chapters are Celestial Intervention by David Llewellyn, Soldier Obscura by Tim Foley, The Devil You Know by Scott Handcock, and Desperate Housewives. <laughs> <laughs> Desperate Measures by Matt Fitton. <laughs> Here is the trailer. By nightfall, the Time Lords will be at war with the Daleks, formally. And we'll need every resource we can muster. Or else, what are we doing here? Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Gallifrey Time War, Series 1. With the enemy at our gates, the people of Gallifrey need to know we're defended. The security of our world depends on there being some secrets. Negotiations are delicate. We have people with lifetimes of experience who can deal with this. Irving Braxiatel is not to be trusted! Irving, I've fought Daleks before. Well, haven't we all? You're excited by all this. Well, out with it. Don't keep me in suspense. We all know why I'm here. We need you to recover something for us. Or, more precisely, someone. What do you want from me? We were sent here by the Time Lords. The Time Lords? Yes. But as I told you, they the Time wanted... Lords killed my family! Open your eyes! The Time War will lead Gallifrey to destruction as surely as night follows day. The Matrix has been warning us for decades. Romana. This is the end of our fight. The Doctor has abandoned us, and perhaps, much as it pains me to admit it, he knows best. Big finish. We love stories. We shall be victorious, my children. Your Emperor swears it. And remember, joining President Romana, Leela, Ace, Narvin, and Braxiatel will be the War Master himself, played by Derek Jacobi. But to find out how he is involved in the Time War, you'll have to listen to this box set in February. That's right, you have to listen. <laughs> we might listen too. I certainly will. <laughs> and finally in the news, just a reminder of our Halloween special offers and spookiest of all... The Omega Factor. 
The novelization read by Louise Jameson and series one, two, and three are all available at very special prices. If you catch this they're podcast rather. on no, no, they're very special. On Sunday the 29th of October, yeah, you'll have to be quick. Here's an audio mashup of this rather splendid series in case you need it tempting. Oh my god. The last letter of the Greek alphabet. The end. In this case, the end of scientific knowledge. We are asking you to go further than that end, beyond the end, to the Omega Factor, and further. Help me! Dr. Anne Reynolds, I called ahead earlier today. We're here from the Ministry of Defence. Adam, Tom Crane was my father. Here to lead us into temptation, are you, Adam? Uh, no, I'm here to tell you your church might be haunted. Ah, he's got the sight. What? I can tell. Like father, like son. I will not be afraid. My mind is the path through which fear enters the world. Help me! Uh -huh. And someone walks straight through her. Look, there's something wrong, something Evil has been a change. No! Adam, help them! Big finish. We love stories. Mash gets smash. Um, <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, and mashed potato enthusiasts, is the end of the flipping news. I have to say that I, I, I'm going through all my stuff from my loft, which Steph keeps laying out on the table for me, and I say, put it away. <laughs> um, one, of, one of the things in amongst all the rubbish... Uh, some old stories of mine I wrote when I was about 14, which, you know, I may nick some ideas from. Um, it was a, a picture I'd cut out from the newspaper of one of the Smash robots. Amazing. It was, it was Amazing. from an advert. It was like, you know, quite big, like A5 size. Just, yeah, there it was. I love the Weird. Smash robots, though. They are brilliant. They, they are. They are. They're metal knives. <laughs> yeah. You were just going to do the voice, weren't you? I was just going to do the voice now, but I sort of feel like I can't compete. No, it's just, it's just... It's a very... I, I used to like them because it's a very similar effect to the Daleks, isn't it? It's a ring modulation effect. It is. It is it's, it's almost... It's like a slightly more rubbish sort of like... It's like the modulation's very subtle, isn't it, on them? Whereas Daleks is proper like this is the stuff. And it's a like, higher <laughs> rate. It's, it's a higher rate of modulation. That's what it is. But the adverts themselves looked great in terms of budget. They, you know, know they look yeah. pretty damn good. We're going to watch it back now and it'll be like... Oh. Rubbish. Yeah, look it up paper, on YouTube. It'll be, paper, be on YouTube, mash, folks, if you don't know what we're talking about. So, Smash, which is... Oh, it's the doorbell. That's, that's them now. Uh, that's, Hello. Yes. We've come to peel you with our metal knives. No! No, and God, no! And smash you all to bits. You are clearly a most primitive species. Have <laughs> you seen the one with, its, uh, with the muscle? Where the little bit of metal goes... <laughs> it's quite good. Anyway, that's, that's a tangent and a half. So now, time for us to join Nick for day four of my big finished life. Not mine, his big finished life. Actually, do you care to explain, Nick? <laughs> oh, well, uh... <laughs> That's an impression of a printer. <laughs> <laughs> Buck up! Um, well, 
The thing is, of course, when I had that day in Port Mary and a few podcasts back, remember that, folks? Um, I, um, I, I, I used a lot of my recording done that day. So this one will, will feature some of that, but there are lots of little bits that I left out. I t- no, don't switch the podcast off. This is interesting. <laughs> anyway, here it is. Well, it's Thursday morning and uh, I've just finished packing uh, to go to Port Marion. The cab's coming to pick me up to take me to northwest London where we'll get a coach to Port Marion. I'm getting a cab because it's just everything's so blooming heavy. I'm taking microphones and uh, two computers and a la- um, an iPad. Oh, moan, moan, moan. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Uh, Jason just phoned me while I was in the shower. I don't know whether that's something urgent. Possibly I'll get back to him when I'm in the cab. Had to uh, set up the prisoner news story for tomorrow for the 50th anniversary where we're offering the uh, volume one box set for uh, a special offer price. Um, I wrote the news story, sorted it all out and then realised that Ian had... Uh, Ian Atkins <laughs> had already done it um, but the thrust of my story was a bit different so I combined his with mine and then uh, put that ready to go live at midnight tonight um, I'm suffering from an ocular migraine so I've been packing while not really being able to see much it's just sort of a huge flashing lights going on I perhaps should go and see a doctor about these I keep getting them now um, but uh, they go away after about half an hour. Uh, they go away quicker if I close my eyes and sit in a quiet room. But since I don't have much opportunity to close my eyes and sit in a quiet room, unless it's the middle of the night, um, that's not usually an option. I, th- I remember one day recently going over to the Moat Studios at Labrook Grove. I, I got to a point where I was on the tube where I literally couldn't see anything except flashing lights. So I just sat there very still and <laughs> until it cleared. Uh, I hope there are no doctors listening um, who are sort of uh, sending an ambulance. Oh, my phone's just buzzed. I think that means the, the cab has arrived. Right, I shall now go and get in the cab. Right, make sure I've switched everything off in my flat. Yes. Right, here we go. Ooh, yes, that might confirm that is heavy. We'll be recording... Uh, podcast stuff and hopefully the um, actual performance of Time is Free which is my um, short prisoner episode to be performed live by Mark L. Stobb and Nicholas Grace just doing that sort of last minute check before I shut the door good Interesting. Be interesting to see if the driver notices that I'm holding a microphone. I say interesting. I mean, probably not that interesting. So here I am, just uh, pulling my case along the pavement towards the taxi. Yes, a refuse collector lorry just goes past. Oh yeah, this is reality for you. Morning. Yes. 
I don't know why I didn't pick it up myself. Lazy so and so. Right. Could you scoot hmm? Could you scoot the front seat a bit forward? Is that right? Oh very fussy. Lovely, thank you very much. Sorry, you were saying? That's right. Um, Yes, that's the address of uh, network distribution. And then I make a call to Jason Hay Gallery while I'm in the cab. Hello, Jason. All right. Good. But unfortunately, the rest of the call is completely confidential. I couldn't possibly let you hear it. <laughs> How far off are we now? So luckily I'd taken some travel sickness pills and could do loads more emails and a little bit of writing. So just pulling up here at Network Distribution. I've actually forgotten the address anyway. This will be fine I think. Thank you. makes you realise that life is just full of a lot of clonking around, isn't it? Cheers, have a good day. Right, so across some more sort of cobblestones to get to the entrance to network. I don't know which bit I'm supposed to press. Hello, it's Nick, Br- Nick Briggs. Strange I can't say my own name. Hello. Hi, Rachel. Hello, Rachel. Who are you? I can dump my bags here yes, and go do. away. Yes, you can. You can. Yes, I thought she said, how are you? But she actually said, who are you? So then she politely finds another way of asking. I hope you're noting down all these fascinating details. There'll be a quiz at the end. Well, I can. There's some eateries over there, aren't Yeah, I mean, you're quite welcome to grab a sandwich and come sit back in our kitchen. Or yeah, there's um a couple of places. There's a if you go back onto uh, Blythe Road, there's a sort of place just to the off on the other side of the road to the left. Right. Um, that's quite nice. We often go there. So, but feel free to make use of the loos and make coffee or tea. All right. Um, thank you and very we should much. be heading off in about half an hour, hopefully. Lovely. Um, Tim's already there. What, is it already in Port Mary? He went yesterday. Uh, she's referring to uh, Tim Beddoes. Um, screening rooms and getting everything organised. How's it all going? Good. I think everything's going to plan and the sun's shining, so... <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Alright, well I'll, I'll do that and I might pop that with a sandwich. Yeah, yeah, do. Feel free to do that. Um, and there's tea and coffee and all sorts of things. So. I can take you off my list now. That's exciting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Another nine people coming with us. Oh, right, goodness. Um, but hopefully they'll be here shortly. Brilliant. Um, all right, well, I'll see you shortly. Okay, um, cool. Oh, cheers. Uh, I have to Is use the handle. Yeah. Yeah
So I set off and actually bumped into Mark Elstob outside a cafe. I had a sandwich there and then returned to network. For those of you who want to know, that was Mark Elstob going to the toilet. And so then we waited for the coach, which was massively late, but finally we got in it. Um, it was held up on Putney High Street. So yes, we finally set off in the coach. Um, all sorts of guests here who I'm not going to bother with my microphone, but I will bother Mark Gatiss. Hello, Mark. Mark Gatiss. <laughs> now, for those of you who heard the earlier podcast, which included some of this, uh, you have heard the next two bits of interviews, um, but there are some extra bits in here. Hello, Nick. Yes, I'm Mark Elstop, pretending not to be Mark Gatiss. Yes. <laughs> we were just talking about him, I think, vaguely. So I think it was just his name was. Oh, in you've my met head. one Mark. You've met them all. all Marks yeah. to me. Yes. So um, it's very, very noisy in this executive coach. This executive minivan. Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> but we can still function. And it's just really dawning on me that it's going to take at least five hours to get there with a good headwind. Yes, and then the same again on the way back, as you pointed out just five minutes ago. Yeah, but it'll be fine. We're going to stop on the way. There'll be quite a lot of uh, difficulty persuading us to get back in. I think. (laughs) No, please, no. (laughs) Well, liquid refreshment will possibly help in that respect. And how are you feeling about the prospect of the performance tomorrow? Oh no, I feel good about it. The script is great. That's the right answer. I th- that is indeed the right answer. No, the script is great, and it it, it it's uh, it straddles that quite difficult line. Uh, where I didn't get to say this to you before. It straddles that quite difficult line of being, um, um, what's the being of the right tone, which is sort of neither one thing nor the other. It is it, it's it's a it's a it's not a standalone audio episode, although it's kind of in that guise. Yeah. But it's to recognise the event in this in the yes. situation and the. Uh, so, so I'm uh, yeah hugely impressed with the script. Oh well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, it had to work for people who hadn't heard the audios, didn't it? Really, people. Well, quite. Yeah, well, quite. Yes, yes. And as we said earlier as well, yes, the audience will be. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking people who are strongly for or strongly against. Yes. Um, it could I'd, be a fight. <laughs> yes, it may well break out. Um, but no, I'm lo- I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Good. All right, well, I think we should save people's ears from the horrible hissing noise above us. All right. Uh, yeah. Speak uh, later. Yeah, that's at the motorway services, hopefully. And so off we went and got caught in an enormous traffic jam. Uh, this next piece of interview did feature in a previous podcast, but uh, there's some extra bits. Have a listen, see what you think. Can you explain what's happened on this epic journey so far? Yes, we've have spent many fascinating hours sitting in a very slow-moving traffic jam. It would have been quicker to get out and push, I feel. Where are we now? I don't know. We're near Silverstone, wherever that is. Right. I couldn't point to it on a map. It's not far out of London, though, is it? I don't think it's very far. I think we've got, by far, the lion's share of the journey left. Yeah, it's five past, coming up to ten past five. Yes, so I'm thinking certainly four more hours. At the very least. At the very say. least. Yes. The driver's coming up with a new route, but how many how many different routes can there be? I mean, yeah. presumably he picked the best route in the first place, didn't he? Well, yeah, the motorways, which are faster, aren't they? 
one would hope, theoretically. I mean, we're, we're through the, the, the traffic jam, so yeah. fingers crossed. And do we know who else we've got in the uh, van with us? We've got Annette André, yeah. uh, we've got uh, Darren Nesbitt, we've got Vanilla Fielding, we've got um, uh, Jane um, Merrow, Mer- Jane Merrow. Um, I might find out later. Those are the those are the actors. Yes. Uh, we've got you. <laughs> we've got. <laughs> Thank goodness you we've noticed got, that. <laughs> we've got. Um, is his name Tom? Oh yes, uh, Thomas. Thomas. Sorry. Who's yes. a sort of talent minder? Uh, it seems to be. I don't know who he's mining. I don't. I'm not sure. Uh, is uh, he mining someone in 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 the van? <laughs> I don't. We don't mind. I don't. I don't <laughs> mind. No, no. We don't need minding. Um, and uh, and uh, and uh, Rachel, Rachel from and uh, from and, uh, and the lady yes. in front of me who is um, not an actress. I don't think no. she sort of, There's she a joke about her being a nurse. I yes. don't. But I, is she is she. Are we in a carry on show? <laughs> <laughs> nurse. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, is she? I mean, no. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I want yeah. to say she's the she driver. Just coming past. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. He doesn't look happy. He doesn't look happy at all. Yeah. No. 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 This is the worst job he's ever had. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I well. can believe it. Well, I suppose we have to get back in in about we, five minutes. Don't we, we should do. I'm sure Although we'll leave. If, if the driver's only just going in there now, maybe he's, maybe we're here for the long haul. I don't know. Oh God! Oh well, never mind. I'm <laughs> pressing stop now. And so the journey continued on into the night. We finally entered Wales, but it got very, very dark and the roads got very, very narrow. So, yes, what is it? It's uh, just gone half past eight and we're, it's uh, pitch black outside and we're picking up in the headlights um, sheep, which we're in danger of hitting. Great. Uh, I'm just hoping that after the accident, this... Uh, recorder is discovered (laughs) finally with some very sick people on board we arrived to port marion but the minibus couldn't make it through the gates so we had to uh, well first of all we got off the coach minibus i should say oh that'll be my head it's about uh, three minutes walk straight down. I'm I've been yeah, here I'm before, but only in the daylight. That's the voice of Darren Nesbitt. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I walked out. Yeah, let's do it. <coughs> let's all get lost together. <laughs> Darren Nesbitt again, doing a bit of a spooky thing. And so, Mark Elstop. Darren Nesbitt, his wife and I headed into Port Marion. Yes, I've got legs again. (laughs) (laughs) Becoming the blood, I think, is returning. I think Darren is referring to the fact that we've been cooped up in the minibus for many hours. This is the way we can go. We can go right down into this way. A lot of buildings got sort of false perspective on them to make them look bigger. Yeah. Yeah. That's the uh, the sort of estuary bit there. That's the sand and what have you. You can't quite see. That's uh, we'll go past number six's house. Number six's house is just here. 
There's the hotel. Yeah, we can sort of go down here, can't we? Yeah. And there's the t there's the clock tower you see which is tapered yes, yes, yes. so that it looks taller I would I would I reckon it's down here yeah it is that yeah down here mind the cobbles it is dark I know yeah it's down here is that's number six's house there. It's just around there, you can see the door. And, and that's the village square there. Oh, look, they've, oh, of course, look, they've put out all the chess pieces. No, uh, the hotel is down at the bottom, just to the left. That's the big sort of great hall where they had, you know, in um, the Chimes of Big Ben, they had uh -huh. the, the, the art exhibition, you know. Right, where, yes, of yes, course yes, they, yes, 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 yes. Most of it was a set, but... Uh, in the light, you'll be able to see that those houses there are built on the edge of the rock, and you just think, well, they've got no foundation. How do they stay up there? Uh -huh. But they haven't yet fallen in, so... <laughs> This is beautiful. It is. Oh, here we go. Um, oh yeah, we can go this way. Oh, should we make sure that they're... Let's not run off without them in case they get lost. That's me being uncharacteristically thoughtful about Darren and his wife. Nighttime in the village. Uh, yeah, so we got, uh, we got to the gates and they reckon the minibus couldn't come down here, so we've decided to walk the rest of the way. It is. Yes. It's down, down here. Sorry about that. Yeah. You're here, Mo, and that's important. Happy <laughs> <laughs> you. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Cheers. So we're actually arriving in the hotel now. And we're heading as fast as possible to the restaurant where we know they're about to stop serving. In the bar, I bump into Rick Davy of the Unmutual Prisoner website. Yes, Darren Nesbitt, his wife, Mark Elstob and I had a very pleasant dinner. 
But unfortunately, no one else made it to the table in time and the kitchen closed. And so that was the end of dinner for them. But we did have a really lovely meal. Well, then it was time to go to bed. Uh, Just before I went to bed, I realised that there were some complications to sort out about Sylvester McCoy's availability for his next stories with us for The Seventh Doctor. And I had a little text exchange with Jamie Anderson, who was going to be directing those. But more of those adventures in the coming days. Well, it's just reality. And there you have it. Wake up! I don't know. I mean, are people? I don't, I don't, was it interesting? I think people like it. I do. I've had a little. It'll be over uh, soon. But I, I keep my eyes got, peeled and, and got Friday, see what Saturday, do, Monday, know. and Tuesday to do. You keep your eyes peeled. Sorry, I, I keep my I keep my eyes peeled. I like to see what people are, are enjoying, and, and I've seen that people like it. I think people are interested in your big finished life. Thanks for the. Support. I'm, I'm releasing a new one myself called My Southern Rail Life, which I <laughs> hell. Uh, I travel on Southern Rail. <laughs> I will never be doing that. There is no no force on this earth could make me travel on Southern Rail for fun. But that no. is another story for another day. <laughs> well, yes. Time now for listeners' emails. That's what I say. Ah, oh, the joy, the unrestrained joy of emails. Ah, oh, don't tell my trousers. No, don't tell. Whoops, there goes me pants. Um, and all you have to do to join in is email us at bigfinish. At, no, it's not that. God, no. <laughs> def, don't, don't email that one. Please don't. After all these, this time, you still can't get the email address right, even though it's and written I get to, down. I get carried away. I get yeah, carried away. Yeah. All you have to do to join us is to email us at podcast at bigfinish.com. That's P O D cast at B to the I to the G finish dot C to the O to the M. That's right. Get on it, folks. So, first up, Nick posted on his official Facebook page this morning asking if any of you had any comments. Nick, would you care to take us through a few of them? Okay, yes, I've got uh, Kerr Castle. So when are we going to hear a multi-doctor story with Tim Trelaw's third doctor and Tom Baker's fourth? This would be the perfect combination. Buck up and make it happen, Briggs and Benji. (laughs) All right, we'll do our best. Maybe, Maybe something like that is coming up. John Ryan says, One, is there a legal reason behind the change of title for War of the Worlds, or is it to differentiate it from the other... Half a dozen takes on that have come up. They say, yes, I've said this before. Do you not listen to the podcast? Obviously not. I don't, listen, you don't have to listen to it every week. Yes, it's because um, Jeff Wayne has uh, a trademark on the title War of the Worlds. And uh, if you release something called War of the Worlds, he sues you. Um, uh, is there any further news on the classic release of Jekyll and Hyde? Um, no, but it is coming one day. Three, if possible, any further tidbits of the epic 20th anniversary releases for next year and 2019? No, I can't tell you, but they are coming. Lots of new original uh, things that Big Finish are doing. 
also another series, another license series that we're going into production within December. That's exciting, isn't it? Uh, what's that? Aaron J. Climas, any chance of an upper limit on postage costs on overseas orders? Well, the trouble is, uh, I've been through this before, that we lose... We were losing so much money on them. We can't put a limit on it. We can't... Yeah, it's one of those... I hope it doesn't sound too mercenary, but when you sell something, the idea is you make some money out of it in order to pay for making other things. And if we put a limit on the postage, then... Yeah. Anyway, any chance of hearing the Blood Tide behind the scenes audio you recorded at the time? I think it was on a BF magazine at the time. Oh, I don't know, Aaron. I'll look into that. Uh, Ut Laffin says, greetings from Field Marshal Montgomery. <laughs> I... I I wonder, though, if you need to buck up. Well, fair enough. Uh, Tracy Herod, <laughs> fantastic news that Big Finish Day is coming back in 2018. You knew that before I'd said it. Amazing. Andrew Cuthbert, any news on the new Torchwood spin-off series, Torchwood Nick? <laughs> what? Is that the name of the series, Torchwood Nick? I don't understand that. Oliver Jenkins, why am I getting the idea for a Nick Briggs Sabutio game from this photo? All right, it's the artwork for... <laughs> I'd love a Nick the, for the podcast. Game. Yeah, it's just you. Uh, you and I are on little pedestal things. We do look like Sabutio figures, actually. We do. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? Uh, Mark Cook very interestingly says, "How are the brown shoes after your visit to the cobblers?" Yes, I God, that was that was weeks ago, wasn't it? When that I was, was weeks ago, my, my, my shoes cobblers. went wrong. Yeah, and there, and there was a cobblers <laughs> in the studio near the moat studios, <laughs> and I went and had my uh, shoes fixed. They're okay, is the answer. I'm a bit frightened to wear them because the guy who stuck them together said, "Oh, this may not stick," so I'm frightened that they'll suddenly come apart. Not, not not what you want from somebody repairing your shoes. No. Is it? To say, well, these might not stick. That's a bit weird, isn't it? Oh, my new favourite thing you've just said is, my shoes went wrong. <laughs> just, this is like, you put your shoes on. Those shoes went like, wrong. They were like, bad. Just like, <laughs> those shoes, they, uh, they went wrong. They're wrongins, those shoes. They took a, they took a step too far. <laughs> hey! Very like nice. It, like Louise Beaton says, any news on what is happening with Big Finish Unwrapped? That was great fun. Yeah, that's the Facebook video thing that Chris Griffin, our marketing gnu, does. And yes, I spoke to him about it this morning. Well, I say spoke, obviously I spoke via a computer and typing. Um, and he said he's definitely getting back on track with that in November and December. So yeah, Big Finish Unwrapped will be back where Chris shows you all the latest releases and has general chats with you and um, you can interact with him and his cat. Which is freakishly uh, large. Freakish. It looks like there's some kind of perspective error, but no, uh, it's that big. Uh, Alex Hargrave says, are there any plans for Big Finish to explore how the time war impacted the first seven Doctors? Uh, not sure. Um, uh, Oot Laffin has sent us a picture <laughs> of, of a statue commemorating uh, Phil Marshall Montgomery. Good. Um, As you do. Uh, Roddy McDowell, Roddy McDowell, Roddy, Roddy McDougall, not not the guy from Planet of the Apes. Hello, Roddy. He says, "Buck up, Nick." Thank you. And Alex Pass has sent us a picture of the famous floor from Death to the Daleks. Stop! Don't move. There, what are you talking about? There are no flaws in that story. It's wonderful. Hey, terrible, I mean, terrible F gag. I know you meant. F L O R floor. What would you call it? It's a mosaic pattern, isn't it? It is a mo mosaic sort of, yeah. I would call it a mosaic pattern. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, it is, because it's little bits, bits and bobs all... all put, put, put. 
That's like the most unsophisticated version of it. Yeah, yes, mosaic, mosaic sort of these like bits, bits and bobs all sort of cobbled mops. together, you know. Yeah, bits and bobs, bits and bobs. I think we found a new podcast voice. Yes, it's Miss Mr. Bits and Bobs. Oh, okay, um, what's, uh, oh, that's the end of the Facebook page stuff. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, thanks for mentioning in. Thank you. Thank you. Right, so back to emails. Oh, yeah. <coughs> back, yes. back, back to emails. <laughs> uh, this one is from uh, Brittany Schlosky. Mm-hmm. Dear Nick and Benji. I feel like Father Christmas. Then. Dear, Dear Nick and Benji. <laughs> First off, I've been catching up on a backlog of podcast episodes that I missed over the summer, and I just wanted to say that it's been an absolute joy. Oh, Big joy. finish. Oh, joy, joy, marvellous. Exceedingly good podcasts. Oh, rather. Big finish is the light at the end of a long, sleepless tunnel preparing for midterms that keep me going. So thank you for all your news and banter, and please keep up the good work. I do apologise if this email is a bit long, but I have two questions for you today, and I hope you will hear me out. No, I'm afraid, but that's all we've got time for. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. <laughs> you do email them that. in, and we'll, 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 we'll answer them in the bout. 10 podcast time <laughs> and we will read them backwards um, with our heads under some water we're only teasing go on so this question is a bit specific but there may be a handful of listeners who might benefit from it one of my favourite events of the year is approaching Chicago TARDIS and it's where I first learned about Big Finish actually and I'm eternally grateful for that I rarely get the chance to uh, peruse so much of your work in person, so I always make sure that I buy an audio or two when I go. And with the recent announcement of the second wave of main range audios going digital only, I was wondering, will any of the remaining stock be coming with the convention? Um, yes, I mean, uh, Gene Smith, who runs Alien Entertainment, who had organised the convention, he he will have stock of those there, absolutely. And can I just say, it's slightly misleading to say they're going digital only. Um, what we're doing is not repressing. So they are still available as CDs. It's just it's a limited amount. So you just get, better get in there and buy them quick, is what we're saying, if you but want once them. Once they're gone, they're gone. Yes, because because of the reasons I've mentioned before. The, you know, the fact that our... Uh, warehouse isn't dimensionally transcendental and the fact that also you know we're almost unique in the world of publishing that we keep everything available and it will still be available but um anyway so i hope that answers your question there Brittany. on to the next one yeah totally with you as well Brittany. when you do see big finish releases in person when you when you see a huge array of of different covers oh, yeah. stuff, i remember my first time i went to forbidden planet and i saw them there and I remember I was like, wow. And it is, it's pretty, pretty impressive thing. So if you've mm. not uh, been to an event where Big Finish uh, is in attendance, it's well worth going because it's quite, quite the sight. Um, so yes, Oops. on to the next one. Uh, secondly, I love the Randomoid Selectron portion of the podcast. Oftentimes I find it to be a wonderful introduction to audios that wouldn't usually cross my radar. With so many great releases to choose from, it's hard to decide where to look. But recently, it gave me an idea. You know those websites where you can pay a flat fee and have a mystery item sent to you? 
t-shirt companies in particular seem to do this a lot. Have you ever thought about selling mystery audios where a listener can pay to have a random release sent to them? You could also choose absolutely anything from the eternity of your stock or even split it up into different categories. I don't know the logistics that would go into it, of course, but it does seem to be a fun way for indecisive listeners like myself to finally find out what Big Finish has to offer and perhaps even hook them onto a new series. Anyway, thank you for your time and I hope you both have a fantastic day. Best, Brittany. Oh, this is rather good. I'm... um actually emailing that to the the whole big finish group to discuss that to jason and sue and ian and uh, paddy and david richardson and chris griffin i'm i'm just gonna just hold on so mystery audio i'm calling this they do Email. things called loot crates, which they, which the same sort of thing where people have a box arrive and they, they usually contain like uh, CDs and, and badges and stuff like that and people yeah. do them monthly as well it's quite fun quite I fun think thing. it would be quite logistically difficult but I think it's something we should certainly think about hmm, thank you for Good that way of getting people sucked in <laughs> that sounds rather mercenary <laughs> you're going to finish the email I finished it. I did, did you it. say already, anyway? Yeah, I, yeah I've already I've done said that all that. Bit. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. She's wished us a fantastic. I was typing day. an email. Well, you know, I was typing an email, mate. You, 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 you were busy. <laughs> Sorry, I was typing. Next up, this from Nigel Bromley. Dear Nick and Benji. No, I um, <laughs> I love the podcast and all the fun sound effects and catchphrases. It is quite simply the most joyous podcast in the known universe. Do you know, Nigel, I can't disagree with you. Uh, yeah, thank you for enriching. I agree myself. <laughs> thank you for enriching my Monday morning drive to the office. Amongst the fun, though, can I pause for a serious moment? Stop, don't move. That's what he says. Uh, can you say a heartfelt thank you to everyone at Big Finish Towers? The quality of the work is without equal. Everything you produce is such a high quality in all departments that the mind boggles. That's the noise of a mind boggling. It's not. I've just given myself not a headache. Not the mind boggle. <laughs> it's not just that all of the disciplines, sound, music, scripts, artists, and production are individually great, and they are, and so they are, and they so are. I'll read that correctly one day. Uh, but that, but that, when you bring them all together, something so so magical happens, and there's so much to look forward to. The trailer for the Warmaster is so delicious. I listen to it every day. What a scary December we have to look forward to. This week I've been enthralled by Blake Seven, and next week I'm looking forward to doing Battle in the Time War. And it's like this all the time. Please, please, please never, ever stop! Exclamation mark. You love stories. We love all of you at Big Finish Towers. As you were, and back to the fun. Hey, thank you. Nige with three eyes. Oh, Nigel, that is lovely. I, d- I have to confess that um, I-, I didn't read all of that email before I put it in, and so I didn't know it was such a love fest. If, but I'm mightily pleased to read that it was. Thank you very much. We, yeah. we will endeavour never to stop. I hope not, so. Not even my wife wants me to stop. You know, and you'd, you'd sometimes think that maybe she'd want a life uh, uh, that involved me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but clearly not. So it's fine. It's fine. 
And finally then, this one from Benjamin Zimmer. Uh, we both share the same first name there, so obviously it's going to be a good email already. <laughs> Hello there, my old friends. I have returned, or possibly resurrected by some mad old witch with another email. Well, it is Halloween. <laughs> Just on a on a quick tangent here. This is mm. quite funny though. Oh, yes. I've got I've got a really Don't weird. Don't set it up. Don't build it up. No, it's, I've got a really weird, crazy doorbell. Uh, it's it's called it's by a company mm. called Ring, and it's basically so when somebody rings the doorbell, oh, um, it has a, it has a little video of them, and you can see them, and you can click, and it goes to your phone, so I can see who's at the door. I can click the button and be like, oh, uh, I'll be I'll be downstairs in a moment, or leave that there, or do this, or yeah, go away. or give it five months. But um, <laughs> yeah, c- come back in 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 three years. Um, <laughs> but um, That'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> And uh, and he updates with a, a variety of sounds. And for some reason, um, I, for some reason, I had a look and I didn't know that it did this. And it's updated to loads of Halloween sounds. Oh. And so um, and so for a while, I've been going through them. And there was one of a cackling witch. So every time somebody rang the doorbell, like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we had a That's wolf crazy. howling and, and, bub- and bubbling and a creaky door. <laughs> And there was one of just there was one of a woman screaming, which I think that would just not be okay to, no. to have. Um, but the best one was this just this bloke just laughing. He was just going, <laughs> and it like goes on for about a minute. I noticed that's a real thing about evil and spooky stuff, isn't it? Laughter, kind of inappropriate, unfriendly laughter. You know, I was driving the other day, and my son was in the back watching a Scooby Doo Halloween movie. Great. Uh, Great. And uh, because he's got all those DVDs. And, you know, virtually all I was listening to was wall to wall laughter. (laughs) 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 You know, oh, Scooby. And, but it's every, every villain in Scooby Doo just laughs like a nutcase. I I suppose you would do if you, you'd have to be a nutcase to be a villain, I suppose. And so. Sort of yes. comes with comes with the territory, doesn't it? You see, I don't think anyway, many real villains actually do laugh, do they? I was watching a um, Oliver Reed thing last night. He was doing some acting masterclass to this student. Oh yes, and he's on there. He said, "He said, why are you why are you doing this? Villains don't was it? Villains don't don't laugh. Villains have straight hair. Villains don't have curly hair. Crazy people have curly hair." <laughs> and I was just sitting there like nothing like a bit of generalising. I was just like, oh, well, I've just been offended by Oliver Reed. <laughs> I'm a crazy person, not an evil person. Um, but there we go. So back to the... <laughs> yes. In the long the distant e- past, there was an email by Benjamin Zimmer. Okay, Benjamin. Right, take it away. Uh, the reason why I haven't emailed in a while is because you didn't read my other flipping hundred emails, which I've been trying to send to you. Well, I haven't seen a hundred emails from you, Benjamin. No, we've we've seen ninety eight and a half, so don't <laughs> don't exaggerate. <laughs> but never mind that. Now, I just want to say a few things in this email. First off, I'm excited on what Big Finish has to offer for Unit and Torchwood. I'm excited for the new Unit Series Six Encounters, uh, Daleks, Sontarans, uh, and I heard that you were doing a story inspired from the 1970s John Pertwee classic. Inferno. We are, yes. Mm. Uh, let's get your eye patches ready, guys. Um, also, 
if I didn't hear correctly in your last podcast, but there is a new Torchwood One adventure coming out which features the villain Wotan, or Votan, depending on how you choose to pronounce it. Uh, is it a possibility that Torchwood might face classic Doctor Who monsters in their other adventures? Who knows? I mean, obviously, Votan's around. Doctor Who is required. Doctor Who is required. So good, so good. Also, I might be getting for Christmas some new stuff you guys are releasing. I will hopefully get the 10th Doctor Adventures Volume 2 limited edition set. And again, hopefully getting the 8th Doctor Time War box set Volume 1. Do it. Uh, Also, one more thing. Why, Big Finish? Why have you put the main ranges 51 to 100 only on download? God, that really hurt my throat. Um, (laughs) Dear, I need a lozenger after that one. Uh, I was about to get the story The Juggernauts on CD, but you have now broken our hearts. Lots of thank yous, Benzie. (laughs) Sorry for the serious email. Well, the thing is, Benzie, Ben Zed, um, Benzine, <laughs> that we haven't put the main range 51 to 100 only on download. It is still available on CD. I can see it on the website here. It is available. You can buy it on CD and it's there at a rather attractive price as well. So go and get the juggernauts now for half the price you could have got it at before. What we're doing, we're not putting them only on download now. We're not repressing the CD stock. So they do still have CD stock available. Yeah, it's not, we haven't thrown it all away. It's still available. You can still get it on CD, but for a limited amount of time. And that time is just limited by the number that we sell. But, you know, most of them got quite a good few in stock. So there you go. I'd rather feel that putting going digital only on the news item headline has rather misled a lot of people so i'm here to put this right it's not going digital only it's just not being repressed and eventually it the result of that will be that it will be digital only but that's quite a way off unless you all go out and buy hundreds and thousands of them immediately maybe you will that would be quite good to help us with our budgets. Anyway, hold on. Uh, we couldn't finish without reading out this one from our old friend Benjamin Kalanikos. Yes, he hasn't written for ages. Dear Nick and Benji, I'm writing to say that my dad and I pre-ordered the first Eighth Doctor Time War box set and we were absolutely <laughs> blown away by the whole thing. <laughs> Just what the Doctor ordered, should I say. Sorry, couldn't resist. That's all right, don't resist. Dorney and Fitton have to be some of the best double act writers that have shown a lot of passion and talent in this wonderful piece of work. The cast is brilliant. Great sound design and music. Congratulations to all involved. Whoop, whoop, whoop. (laughs) Oh, the return of the kazoo. I'm very excited. I hope you are too, Benjamin. Uh, my question, Benjamin says, concerns the future of the Eighth Doctor. It's great that we are getting three box sets a year, despite the fact that not all of them will fit on my shelf above my classic series DVDs. And you have teased lots of stuff about the follow-up to Doom Coalition. But what will happen after this is all over and done with? But you might as well say, can you 
detail what's happening for the rest of time <laughs> um, <clears throat> will the eighth doctor go back into the monthly range where you can have many different stories set between these box sets for a change or is it always going to be box sets also have you ever thought with the monthly range when releasing these trilogy stories that like with the tenth doctor audios will you release them in a collector's box when the whole trilogy is released just a suggestion uh, thank you for I don't know I don't know is the answer to that but it, let me say for the umpteenth time that the eighth doctor will never go back into the main range all right never it's never happening because what we're trying to do is have each doctor have their own range the main range as it exists at the moment will continue to exist and you will be able to subscribe to it because we don't want to upset you know people who like it that way but we are moving towards the doctors having their own ranges and to that end we now have separate producers for the sixth doctor fifth doctor and seventh doctor uh, ranges in the main monthly range now too so they will be developing new and exciting things um thank you for making the long wait worthwhile i love eighth doctor the eighth doctor two bits I hope Paul McGann doesn't mind about being loved to bits, uh, especially that Knight of the Doctor costume. Can't wait for more. Get recording them and make us proud. Keep up the good work. You people are awesome. Kind regards, Ben Kalinikos. Good to hear from you, Benjamin. It's been ages. P.S. My congratulations to whoever won the short trip writing competition. It's not a writing competition. It's a writer's opportunity. Uh, it's a difference. It's, it's not about competing. It's about... Uh, us getting to see uh, new work from new writers i knew my idea wouldn't win i don't know whether you said that petulantly ben i'll keep working on new ideas the next time you guys hold another writing competition it's not a writing competition it's a writer's opportunity uh, there'll be another one next year and it has to be said that uh, a number of the writers who are not selected uh to be the one that is put into production um they they do get commissioned for short trips so um so it's it's just a good way of us finding new and exciting writers so please do keep sending stuff in there we are thank you and that is the end of this week's emails that's right i've looked throughout time and i've decided to pause it until next time it says impro ending there. It says that is the end no, that of this it. week's emails. Impro that is that is my improv for this week. It doesn't have to make. This is the beauty it's of beautiful of, of improv, improvisation. It doesn't have to make sense, and that is what that's why Nick has put me on the podcast because I don't make sense. I am a walking conundrum, <laughs> <laughs> wrapped within another conundrum, wrapped in tissue paper, and hurtled out of a window some thirty-five thousand feet above the air time now for our guest star interview in this edition we're privileged to have the much-loved gareth david lloyd chatting with our very own scott handcock as all torchwood fans will know gareth portrayed yanto jones in the tv series he was traumatically killed off there's a huge shrine to the character in cardiff bay i know uh, but through the wonder of big finish audios you can still hear brand new torchwood stories featuring yanto Anyway, here's the rather lovely interview. 
Hello, welcome to this extra special bit of the Big Finish podcast. My name is Scott Hancock. I am joined this afternoon by... Gareth David Lloyd. Who does what for us? I play Yanto. So you've been with us a couple of years now. About 25 years since I've <laughs> played Yanto. It's been about three though, I'm sure it has. And still you come back. And still I'm here. Can't get enough. It's a really weird one because there are still so many Tortured fans who have yet to discover Big Finish Tortured or, or, or sort of think because it's not on TV it's lesser yeah, yeah. It's, it's a really it's a peculiar thing but uh, yeah what, what what do you like about the medium and the work we do I like being able to turn up in, in you know my clothes and keep my clothes on and not you know obviously with a TV set with John Barrowman you constantly had to take your clothes off and <clears throat> get changed into costumes but yeah I like the sort of the relaxed atmosphere but then the uh, I also enjoy the reward of having just one tool to work with just just the voice becomes more tricky and the job is I think is to tell the story and to be true to the character and keep it naturalistic with just one tool is actually uh, more difficult um, so it's, it's quite rewarding when you sort of get a scene or you hear it back and it's like it's, it's all there and you can, you can see it in your head Did you expect when you f- did the first one with us that it would take on the life it has? Not at all I, I thought there was going to be just like two or three episodes you know uh, that were set before Miracle Day I wasn't sure how, how, you know, how much how much life it had, it had in it, but um, a lot by the looks of things, and yeah, I keep getting scripts through the post that are, that are you know, brilliant, and you know, I uh, I really enjoy doing them. It's always nice to revisit Yanto. Cool. And uh, yeah, the the Big Finish podcast. I don't. Well, I've basically just thrown this at you this afternoon mm-hmm. and said we're going to do a podcast. Um, Nick Briggs has three questions he likes people to ask, which are first of all, how did we meet? Um, What's agitating your molecules in the world of Big Finish? And what else is interesting you in the wider world? So I'm going to start with how did we meet, but I'm going to do it from the perspective of Nick. So can you remember how you first met Nick Briggs? I met Nick for the first time in a Doctor Who read-through, and it was the um, the, the Stolen Earth, um, those two episodes mm. where... where they did a bit of a crossover with Torchwood, and obviously they're doing the the voice of the Dalek. Did you ever expect to be in Doctor Who when you took on Torchwood? Um, no, because no, we were sort of told quite early early on that the, you know the, the Doctor wouldn't be mm. in Torchwood, and didn't think it would be, would be fair for a start on the younger fans of Doctor Who to have the Doctor in in, in a in a series they couldn't watch. So we we always you know and it, we were always told it was going to be a, a different beast, but they never actually said that they. We couldn't have torture characters in Doctor Who, so. Um, but yeah, it did. It did come as a surprise when, uh, uh, when that happened. Especially having great things to to do, like shoot a uh, an automatic weapon at the Dalek, and not many actors can say they've done that in their their lifetime on screen. So it's one off the bucket list for me. And then Nick turned up again in Children Birth. I he did, yeah, think, but yeah, yeah. He, I don't think you had any scenes with him because you were too busy dying. I, I was dying, and he he was um, uh, conspiring with the other evil leaders of the world and in the world of Big Finish what is keeping you interested do you listen to much audio drama I, I, I do from in the car I've got, mm. I've got a, a long journeys um, uh, at home it's same with television really I've got very limited time with a, a three year old and a, a five year old running around um, by the time I get to sit down and actually watch or, or listen to anything I, I, <laughs> I usually have to stop it halfway through and go back to back to it the next day so um, I, I save my audio Mm. Uh, my audio candy for the for, for long drive you know, long drives around the country. And what sort of things do you enjoy uh, more generally? Oh, at the at the moment, it's uh, it's it's all 
Twin Peaks for me, um, and Game of Thrones. I do feel like I don't, don't know whether I can slag off a TV program on this podcast, but um, I'm not slagging off. I enjoyed Game of Thrones in the earlier stages when it sort of uh, asked the audience to invest more, had to work things out where characters weren't sort of saying what their intentions or feelings were uh, quite bluntly, which, which is, <laughs> that seems to where it's gone, I think probably because of the broader demographic it's got now. It's got like a huge, um, huge worldwide audience and they sort of have to, I, I don't know. But it, it, it felt more of a, I, I like TV programs that make you invest, make mm. you work hard, which is why I like Twin Peaks because the whole thing just seems to be worth You have to work very, very, very hard, yeah. And the whole thing's a sort of puzzle you sort of have, have to put together and I get huge reward and satisfaction from, from doing that. And yeah, and, and what else is going on in the world of... Gareth David Lloyd at the moment. Um, I am trying my very best to to put my own TV idea together in the hope that somebody will come along and go, "That's a good idea. We'll help you. We'll help you make that um, set in Wales bilingual horror story." Love a bit of horror. Um, with uh, yeah, all about druids. Um, yeah, I can't say much more on that way without giving it away. Um, so, so that that keeps keeps me ticking away. I did. I've done a lot of theatre. Um, uh, about a year ago, I did three sh- shows in a row. I did Twelve Angry Men, the touring uh, West End version of that. I did um, a multimedia um, immersive theatre project in Bristol. And then I did Cat in a Hot Tin Roof in Theatre Cloyd with Catherine the, lo- Stewart, the lovely yeah. Catherine Stewart. Yeah. I remember coming to see that. And Ian Hallard as well. That's right, yeah. Just, yeah, no, that was a very good production. It, yeah, I, I don't know why I sound surprised, but yes, it, it came to the new theatre. It did, it, it did. In yeah. Cardiff. Yeah, and, yeah it, was, it, was, it was lovely actually to see the, the new theatre sort of packed out because yeah. it's normally fairly you, you quiet. Came, you came on that night where it was, there were people there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, we, we had quite a good, it was quite good in Cardiff actually. We, we did have quite a few people come in, it, it sort of. Not Swansea, not so much. And and obviously today we've been recording more tortured, more tortured on the way. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you'd like to tackle at Big Finish or any any dream jobs lurking in the back of your head you'd like to play around with? I wouldn't mind having a go at some Shakespeare if the opportunity arose, Scott. If you were going to do any more of those, <laughs> you know Hamlet nearly killed me. Yes, I know. But um, which one would you want to do? I'd want to do uh, the Scottish play, Welsh, not in Welsh. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I love that a Scottish play with Welsh accents. Yeah, yeah. Well, this beat has been done in uh, English accents for yeah, years. No, no, so there's, no. Yeah, no, no, nothing wrong with that. Um, but, you know, I do like Macbeth. I love Macbeth. It's, it's short. Yeah, it's short, and then you can cut all the political stuff out in the middle without doing too much damage. It's great, and you know, it's it's a nice, simple sort of story at the heart of it. It's about a guy. Who wants too much? Who gets egged on by his missus? And a bit of the supernatural as well. So. Yeah, exactly. There's the horror element as well, which was what drew it to, drew me to it as a as a kid, I suppose. Um, one of my ambitions was to do it on screen, but uh, Fassbender's just done a pretty fantastic job on screen. So, I am um, damn Fassbender. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I, I, yeah, any chance to do that on stage or um, on, on the radio would be great. Well, on that note, I think we'll draw this little podcast to a close. Gareth, thank you very much for a lovely day. Thank you, mate. Um, We'll speak to you soon. Thanks very much. Loving Gareth's Shakespearean ambitions there. Fascinating stuff. And in the pursuit of yet more fascinating stuff, it's time for the randomised Electrotron. Cue their epic music. I'm very excited. I'm getting my, getting ready to find out what we're doing. 
Come on. So Ran has, has rocked up the Chimes of Midnight limited vinyl edition. Oh. No less. Yeah. So, obviously, awesome, legendary Big Finish story there. Well, it was voted the best Doctor Who ever of anything. Of anything ever? Yeah, yeah. Any back, format ever? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Back when the, uh, before the TV series came back, it was given that award by Doctor Who magazine, I believe. Well then, so, you, well, then you've got to listen to it. You've got to buy it on limited vinyl as well, because obviously it will be great. Everything's better on vinyl. You just have, you can look at it. Here is the trailer. Doctor Who, The Chimes of Midnight. Well, Charlie, where are we? I don't know, Doctor. It's too dark. You were supposed to be getting me to Singapore, you know. 1930, remember? An Edwardian Christmas. How lovely. Hmm. I never much liked plum pudding. Cook always used to make far too much of it, and we were still picking our way through it by New Year. Oh, I love a bit of plum pudding, though. Charlie, there'll be a death here soon. Edith, what are you saying? Who's death? I can make you warmer than that fire ever could. Can't you just leave it, I said. I only wanted a kiss. Always been your favourite, ever since you were a little girl. It certainly has. You'll make me plum pudding forever, won't you? Even when I'm grown up. (laughs) There'll be another murder soon, and everyone will forget me. Don't you forget me, Charlie. Mr. Shaughnessy, you're pointing a gun at us. Yes, sir. That's not a very nice way for a well-bred butler to behave, is it? You are not to go upstairs. It is not our place. We only go upstairs when we are summoned. Please, don't leave me here on my own. Doctor? Doctor, where are you? Of course, it's not proof. I mean, I suppose I could be lying when I said I didn't kill her. Oh, yes. As, of course, could I. Stand to reason. Once you've committed murder, a bit of fibbing is hardly going to bother your conscience, is it? It's mocking us. Whatever this force is, it's mocking us. There we are. What can we say about it that has never been said before? There's also a documentary on this final edition with lots of new interviews uh, with me, uh, with Rob Shearman, who wrote it. Uh, Did I ever tell you about the read-through? We used to do read-throughs for these, for timing. And uh, Nick Pegg, Barnaby Edwards, Gary Russell and I did a read-through of it for timing. Yeah, I said that, sorry. Time is repeating itself. I keep (laughs) saying the same thing. And um, Gary had this brilliant uh, theory of read-throughs, which was that if the script was getting too long, he'd just try and make us read it faster. (laughs) (laughs) but anyway we were reading it and it was just there were so many genuinely spooky bits and genuinely funny bits and there was this thing as we were it was the first time i'd read it when i was reading it aloud i mean we already knew from um the holy terror how brilliant rob sherman was but just reading out where it was you could see it dawning on all our faces this is amazing this is a corker and it's just it's just that indefinable Doctor Who-ness, Rob Shearman-ness, just makes it fantastic. I can't believe there's there, there's anyone who who hasn't heard it yet. But if you haven't, you should hear it straight away. It's available it, as a CD, as a da- is it available as a CD still, or have we run I, out I, of those? I, I think so. Let me have a quick quick look. It ought to be because it is. It is. I, I think it might not be because it's in the first. No, it's not available as a no. CD anymore. But it's available for a very, 
very attractive price on download and also you can get it in vinyl limited edition hurry up before they all go Anything you want to say about chimes? Yes, I remember my walk that I had with this. It was really, it was really cold, and it was it was around the winter. And I I remember reading that somebody said that this is an iconic sort of story to listen to around Christmas sort of time. So I, it, even though it wasn't released at Christmas, which is strange, but I I can see how it works though, and it's got that lovely sort of Victorian feel, which I believe I mm-hmm. even said last week on the podcast. You can't be a Victorian Christmas. Um, but I remember walking and seeing like soft layers of frost on, on things and it was really sort of tranquil but equally I remember finding at times because it is a spooky story oh yeah and I do remember at times it, it, it was a really I can say it was it was just as strange as when I was listening to um, uh, the final adventure is it the final or the last adventure um, I can remember it's two very different words um, Colin Baker's special box set. Yeah, I can't remember what it. I wrote it as well, but anyway. <laughs> but I remember that the first story the of that final, one final was one. Um, was set on a, a tube train, and I remember listening oh. to it when I was on the tube. And I remember that was a strange experience as well. So it's sort of these these almost enhanced experiences. So I do recommend. Uh, well, it wasn't set on a tube train. It was set on a train. So it was, it was, I thought it was set on. It was set on no, a train. No. It's good enough for me. We had this discussion at the time, actually. <laughs> well, it, it doesn't matter because I was moving along on some rails. Yes, yes. and it was still frightening. But um, but yes, so uh, I recommend going. <laughs> I recommend really enhancing the experience. So say it's set out in deep space. Um, build yourself a rocket and go out there, <laughs> and it may make your experience even it's better. The only sensible thing, really. So yeah, there you are. Thorough recommendation yeah, for Chimes, the chimes of, midnight. of Midnight. That's the one. That is the one. And so, as the podcast descends into a bubbling cauldron of spooky spells, only to emerge as a newt, there is just time for Nick to thrill us with the rundown of the latest Big Finish releases for you to thrill your ears with right now. Go, Nick. Go, go, go! I think I'll stay, actually. There's loads out as we hit the end of the month and catapult ourselves into November. Here's a selection for your delectation. Dark Shadows, the Tony and Cassandra Mysteries, a timely bit of vintage spookiness, Halloween style. Blake Seven Crossfire Part 1, authentic liberator action, not to be missed. Torchwood Aliens Among Us Part 2. Actually, I must apologise for not flagging up the adult content of this in last week's 15-minute tease. Huge apologies for that. Uh, No one complained but it was rightly pointed out to me that I should have flagged this up. Anyway, it is rather brilliant and getting great reviews, Natch. King Lear, great ensemble cast, great production, your actual Shakespeare, innit? The Eighth Doctor, The Time War, lovely stuff from writers Fitton and Dorney. What a double act, amazing. Blasting your ears with Time War action. There's so much more, but have a listen to those and you'll be well on your way to audio heaven. That is the sound of the approaching 15-minute tease from The Tenth Doctor Adventures, Volume 2, Cold Vengeance. But just before that, let's just take a few moments to create a trailer for this podcast. 
So, what's coming up in this podcast, Benji? Uh, well, Vincent Price flies. Uh, 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 big finish day, 2018. Uh, oh, that was good. Yeah, yes, big yes. one there. The Gatwick yeah. Aurora Hotel with the hands chairs. And so who, who's on the interview? Uh, get, the interview is with Gareth David Lloyd, who is better known as Yanto Jones in Torchwood. Can we reveal what the randomoid selectron is, or should we keep that secret? Keep that one a secret, but keep your hat on. It could be <laughs> fun. <laughs> Anything else you want to add in that voice? I would like to add 12 plus 5. Nick, what is the answer? Uh, it's 17. Correct. You have won yourself a monogram ice cube. <laughs> I think that was from How to Irritate People. Uh, <laughs> that. So, yes, don't miss this podcast. That's right. It- <laughs> and it has a drama tease of the 10th Doctor adventure Cold Vengeance. 15 minutes, the first 15 minutes. This has been a terrible trailer, but the podcast is better. Thank you. We love stories. Bye. That's my favourite tagline I've ever heard. This is a terrible trailer, but the main podcast is better. (laughs) And that trailer you've just heard will be edited and uh, put out as a trailer for this podcast. Fascinating. Uh, Anyway, I think we can safely say that's enough of that. Time now for David Tennant and Billy Piper and me. Yes, the Ice Warriors returning Cold Vengeance. Can't go skiing without a bit of ice. The doctor wears the snow. Uh, I asked the TARDIS to home in on the nearest place with the optimum temperature for downhill slaloms. Where she put us? Indoors. Maybe it's one of those ice hotels. Anne Marie on perfumes went to one on her honeymoon. Do you reckon we're in Sweden? Uh, yeah, no, no, wrong gravity. Hold on, there's a sign. There's so many candles and got chucked out from out in the room upstairs. Cold Star. You'd have thought they would have warned them. You what? The place is called Cold Star. Frozen food storage. Hang on. You brought me to a freezer shop? Yeah. Let's look through here. Oh, rows and rows of frozen peas. Yeah. There's a freezer shop on Peckham High Street, you know. Well, maybe veg isn't the best place to start. That's not the problem. Wait. We're not staying, are well, we? Let's just try along here. Now might be chalk ices. Come on. Where to? Minus ten to minus five degrees. That's why I asked the TARDIS for. Perfect for skiing. Not so good for perishables. Look, cracks in the ice. Oh, and puddles. Oh, it's been thawing a while. Do you think there's something wrong? Well, I think we need to tell whoever's in charge that their freezer's on the blink. Awake from your slumber, my warriors. Lord Asgore, what is your command? We have slept long enough. It is time to exact our vengeance. 
vessel now docking. Please report to Cold Star Reception. Are you going to give me a hand with this? 20 years in the job. Reckon I've done enough. So, according to the roster, there's blue, green and brown recycling to collect. Sounds about right. Uh, ain't been here for a year or so. Refuse store is next to maintenance, if I remember. You got the schematic? I've got the schematic. Well, I'm due a tea break. Want one? Please report to reception at your earliest convenience. I'll just go and do everything then, shall I? Bert? Oh. Yeah, you do that. Technically, I'm just the driver. This place starts honking with fish and mouldy burgers. Hard to tell. Any idea where we're going? Well, this is a service corridor. Stands to reason it'll come out somewhere useful. Right, so you're guessing. Me? Guess? Never. It's always informed deduction. Yeah, right. Well, see, here's the outer hull, and over there, porthole. Let's get our bearings. So we're in orbit. Whatever that world is, this stuff could feed thousands down there, millions even, depending how big it is. Right. So this place to frosting could be a disaster for them. Mm. Oh, it's a luxury. Maybe they can afford to lose it. Either way, it's a waste. Oh, hang on. What's that? It's coming from inside the hull. Under that plating. Let's see. Whoa, you don't like that. Now it's under the floor. Is it alive? Mm. Oh, whatever it is, it's on the move back towards the ice. Come on! How much longer? It's been too long already, hasn't it? Patience, love. My boy gets ever so antsy waiting. Ants in his pants. Can't stay in one place. Just like his father. I apologise for the delay in completing your order. I know there are people here. This wasn't supposed to happen. Hello? Is this reception? Don't move, my metal friend. You know what's at stake. Get back behind your desk, see what they want, and make them go away. Very well. All right, if I leave my bins here. Hello, I'm Lorna, from Enya Renewables. I've come for your recycling. Please attend here. Oh, are you in charge? I am this facilities management automaton. I am authorised to act for Coldstar Incorporated in all matters pertaining to the station. Okay. Can you sign these? Hiya. Hello. Nice day for it. Special order, is it? Sorry? I thought deliveries were automated. You know, whenever they need more supplies back home. Hang on. Don't I know you from somewhere? Ma? People are always taking my callum for that lad who won Supernova Star Makers last year. Something around the eyes. Yeah, 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 I see it now. Thank you, Lorna. Please proceed. Your recycling station's over by maintenance, right? Ma, maintenance, you'll see. Excuse me, miss. What? So sorry, darling. Can't let you go after all. A robot crab. A wrecker. I haven't seen one of these in ages. Yeah, but still, robot crab. Robot saboteur, used by space privateers to scuttle ships on the board. Privateers? You mean pirates? Oh, it's definitely lived up to its name. T 
temperature control's gone for a burn. Cold start is melting. Isn't this where we came in? Frozen peas. There's that sign again. In which case, let's get our little friend back to the TARDIS for a scan. She should just be around the corner. Doctor, where's the TARDIS? Good question. Even better question, why the ice wall's been smashed to smithereens? Someone couldn't wait for it to melt. Maybe there was a run on frozen lasagna. I've seen Henrik's January sales. Although... Yeah, you've got it. Look at the splinters. Whatever smashed this wall didn't break in. It broke out. Yes. Management, I am responsible for the comfort and safety of all visitors to Coldstar. Don't worry. Laura here stays calm. There's no need for anyone to get hurt. It's Lorna. Are you hijacking Coldstar? No, we're not hijackers. Robbers, then. You'd rob a deep freeze. Stand still and shut up. We'll be on our way just as soon as we... Oh, oh, guns pointing the wrong way. I'm Rose Tyler. He's the doctor. One question. What the hell's going on? Looks like we picked a busy day. Callum, get those two over there with the girl. Go on, move. All right, we're moving. I don't think you heard me. Under attack, ice warriors. Stop talking. Now. I'm in the middle of something. Doctor, the crab things. You said pirates. You're pirates. What kind of pirates rob a supermarket? (laughs) That's what I said. Hi, I'm Lorna. I'm only here to collect the recycling. It's all right. We didn't think you were a pirate. You any idea what price Beltranian caviar fetches on the outer rim? There are 200 tonnes of it here. We're taking it all. And turning off the freezers? By way of persuasion. The management has done his sums and made the sensible decision to give us what we want. I bet the guns helped. And what about everything else? Just letting it rot? We'll turn everything back on when we go. Maybe, if there's time. I know I've seen you two. On the news. And your ship, we part next to it. Volta's Pearl. She was my dad's before me, and his ma's before him. People like the ship. You're Brona Volta. Brona Volta. Buccaneer. This is my boy, Callum. An infamous family of pirates. Well, in other circumstances, that would be brilliant. But as I say, oh, shiny robot, who are you? Welcome to the Cold Star facility. I am the management. Management? Great. We were going to tell you about the freezers. Any chance of a shock ice? I'm getting sensor reports of non-human life forms approaching. Good to know someone's paying attention. That's uh, probably a bit on the late side. Put down your weapons. Best do as he says, Ms. Volta. Young Master Volta. Ma? That's too many. He's right. Lord Haskell, Objective One is secure. We have the control area. 
to assess their strategic value. Doctor, you know these ice warriors. What can we do? For now, we play cool. <sighs> What's taking her so long? That's the trouble with the young'uns. Hello. Sounds like an army. Blimey! Do not attempt to flee, humans. But I'm right by me, ship. Mind if I... Do not. Get away from me, greedy. I have a taser front to deal with the likes of you. You dare attack my warriors. He got too close. He's had a gun. How did you... Then you pay the price. Please, I didn't know. You are from Enyo. Planet below. Yeah, but vengeance is ours. <laughs> Examine these vessels. Destroy what we do not need. Yes, my lord. What do you want? What happens next after Objective One? Return to the other humans. Lord Haskor has planned our revenge. You await his judgment. Ah, we've got a lord on board. Then I look forward to talking to the organ grinder. You said they're from Mars. Proper Martians. And they're brief. I know, that's always tickled me. They're a bit... turtly. Like... Totally, totally. In biomechanical battle armor, pincer clamps for hands, inbuilt sonic weapons. These are the warrior class. You seem to know a lot about them. What are you two, archaeology students? Why, we dip into history now and then. Ice warriors have a strict hierarchy. It'll be up to the boss what to do with us. You mean the one who's planned his revenge? Yeah. Yeah, it might be a good idea to get out of here before he arrives. Where to? No TARDIS, remember? <gasps> what about the pirate ship? Maybe. Let's get out of range of their guns and take it from there. So, um, Mr. Management... Yes. Oh, ch -ch 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 turn the volume down. I was just wondering, what's your power source? I have a Series 9 plasma battery. Thought so. Need something reliable for a long-haul job like this. What about your control parameters? It is my function to protect all humanoid visitors to Cold Star. How many people on board? Cold Star is fully automated. There are currently no other personnel. So we're the only ones here? In this room. Well, that makes things simpler. You know what you could do for a start? Turn up the thermostat. Oi, Doctor, you should sit down and shut up. Oh, you having a bad day, Broner? But you didn't plan for this when you hit defrost. How could I? Ice warriors? I thought they were gone. A spent force? I have to say, they're looking pretty lively to me. If they're left over from the wars, then... Wars? You mean wars between humans and ice warriors? That explains the revenge thing. Some students you are. Yeah, the wars. 500 years ago. Galactic history's smattered with conflicts between the two races. They kept up the fighting across countless systems and planets. Until they saw sense. But are this lot really 500 years old? Could they survive that long? In Deep Freeze, uh, they're built for it. The question is, which came first? The ice warriors or the ice? All I'm saying is, if we want to get out of here, we should do as they say. Depends how Lord Haskell feels about humans. Rose... Shuffle over and check on those two. Lorna and the little pirate boy. Tell them to get ready to move. You got a plan? When do I not? Right. I'll see if we can all shift closer to the door. Your junior pirate's looking a little green around the gills. Don't worry. Rose will look after him. My boy's not afraid of anything. Mother like you, I'm sure he's not. 
I'd like to know what our jolly green giant guards are doing to Cold Star's controls. Management? Any chance of a remote connection to warm things up? I shall target my sensors. 